Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. Powerful conversations with members of the Substation Design Solutions Industry Consortium, SDSIC. I'm your host, Trevor Scullion. Join me as I chat with members about innovation, engineering, design, and technology. My guests share their stories behind the work they perform in addressing the growing needs of our power grid. You'll hear the highs and lows of the work they do so we can all learn from their collective experiences. Joining me today is Scott Dimple. Scott has over 20 years of experience in electric utilities, primarily in various roles in substation engineering. During that time, he has helped lead numerous software implementations, including Primavera P6 and Autodesk and SBS applications. Scott is currently the Director of Transmission Line Engineering at AEP out of Columbus, Ohio. All right, well, thanks for joining me today, Scott. I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem, Trevor. It's good to be here. Yeah, you bet. It's been a while trying to get you on, but I think with Nashville, we had uh, kind of too much going on to fit it in, and you're a busy man. Yep, then a lot of catch-up afterward in the office. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, so listen, man, so this you know this podcast, as you know, it's it's for all the members and, and trying to introduce everyone, and um, kind of with your role as the new chair of the technology committee, I just figured we could start with uh, you know some of your background and career and uh, really just introduce you to all the members. Yeah, sure. Sounds great, Trevor. Um, so yeah, I, and regarding my background and career, um, so I, I've had an interest in engineering, you know, ever since I was a kid, probably like a lot of the folks that are on the call uh, listening in here. You know, I've always loved building things. Uh, you know, I, I remember building ramps and bridges in my sandbox uh, for my matchbox cars <laughs> or building Legos or uh, constructs when I was growing up and, you know, I always kind of liked architecture too. And I think part of that was fed just growing up in Chicago, you know, we had the Sears tower and now I got oh, yeah. the Willis tower. And so that kind of fed my interest in engineering and architecture. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to a high school that had some related programs. So okay. I started doing technical drawing classes learning to draft on a, on a board and making blueprints and things like that. <laughs> nice. Working on AutoCAD on, you know, floppy disks in the green CRT screen. So, you know, I, I kind of had that interest when, when I was a kid and when I was looking for uh, universities, I, I decided to go to Iowa State University because they had both engineering and architecture. And I wasn't exactly sure kind of where I wanted to head. Um, but they had both. So I was like, well, if I start in engineering and I decide I wanted to do architecture instead, I can just kind of jump over and not have to go to a different school. Yeah. Um, so I ended up sticking with architect, uh, with civil engineering, excuse me. Okay. I'm glad I did because I know I, I worked pretty hard, but, uh, I, I knew some architecture students. I, I can't imagine going through that. That was absolutely brutal on their part. Uh, hardest working people I've ever seen school anyway wow um so anyway i graduated with a civil engineering degree started working in the engineering field right after i graduated right in right in electric utilities oh wow right right away right out of school yep yeah i did some co-op terms when i was in school uh doing transmission line engineering and uh, just absolutely fell in love with the work um and decided that's what i wanted to do for my Oh, wow. Was that in Chicago? 
uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so going to school at Iowa State University, you know, it's basically a town of 50,000 people, including the students uh, in the middle of corn. <laughs> so when I had the opportunity to go to the big city of Omaha, uh, I, I jumped at it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Omaha is a great town. And, uh, you know, I worked out there for about five years uh, before finding my way. Uh, to Columbus, Ohio, to work for AEP. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, great people out there, boy, for sure. So how did you, what the, how long ago did you join AEP? Uh, I think it was uh, 17 years ago, I believe. I think 2005 is when I made the jump. The reason I ended up working for AEP is uh, because of my wife. Uh, after she graduated from school, uh, she moved out to Columbus to do some internships and residencies. And I was working in Omaha at the time, uh, and, uh decided, uh, after a year of work, uh, living separately in different towns that, uh, I probably needed to move or get a divorce. So, uh, <laughs> I decided to move and, uh, started looking around for, uh, electric utility jobs around Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And just kind of stumbled into AEP, uh, started as a contractor and got a full-time job a year later and been there ever since. Wow. Well, better financially and for your happiness than a divorce. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out great for both of us. So we, we really love Columbus and we've both got good, good jobs here good place to start a family yeah i, I love columbus it, it's a great we've been we go to the uh, arnold schwarzenegger fitness classic every <laughs> every two years oh yeah oh yeah that's a huge huge event in uh, columbus for sure you, you can always you can always tell it's when it's in town because you see if you like walk around the downtown areas you see this place big huge <laughs> guys and girls walking around with with arms that don't fit in their shirts and What's going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. All the restaurants are packed or anyone's eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to load up on protein. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, it's it's a really great town, though. It's uh, We always have a blast down there. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is a great town. We, lo we love it here. Well, Ben, let's uh, transition into your first exposure to the SDSIC. I'm not sure when you first got involved. Yeah, so I want to say it was uh, maybe 2020, maybe 2021. Uh, okay. But um, here at AEP, we started some initiatives to uh, change up our, our CAD tools um, in order to support some of our strategic goals. And um, we ended up uh, partnering with uh, SBS and, and Autodesk. Yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of got wind that there was this industry consortium and that's actually one of the reasons why we decided to go that direction with the software is because it seemed like there was a lot of um, industry uh, representation and, and active participation which was interesting to us because you can help shape kind of the landscape and software and whatnot so um, learned about the industry consortium events and at that time due to covid um, everything was remote and, um, 
we actually went went to our first consortium, I believe, 2021, uh, the, the, the virtual events, right. and uh, presented some of what AEP was doing, and that garnered a lot of interest from people. So we thought it was a great event virtually and decided to, to get some people in some of the committees and, and attend the in-person events once those started back up. Wow, awesome. Yeah, your team really stepped up too. I remember all the uh, all those Zoom meetings, <laughs> but they they had some great presentations, great discussion. Yeah, thank you. So what did you think of uh, Nashville's one? That was kind of a big one to go to, I think. <laughs> what did you think of that event? Yeah, I guess I, I was in Kansas City in the fall as well. Um, so I guess that was... My oh, yeah. Right. But first, first year of going to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought Nashville was was great. Uh, you know, just a lot of energy, right? Yeah. Everybody's kind of um, going through the same things and, and everybody's trying to learn from one another and improve what they're doing. Um, so just the energy in the building, I thought was incredible. Um, you know, I, I go to a bunch of other events and a lot of times it's it's a bunch of leaders talking about like high level strategy things or a bunch of vendors trying to convince you to buy products but what i really like about the sds i see is that it's more geared towards frontline engineers designers etc so it's really you know engineers and designers presenting to other engineers and designers and uh, it's really that ground level discussion so it's it's really really beneficial to all the people that that attend. It's very very relevant and it's done with a minimal amount of uh, BS. I guess I'll say <laughs> you get you get the real message, you know, from the people that are actually. Yeah, that's great. See that, and that was the uh, kind of the message of the consortium was really to keep it as a TED talk, but you know, a lo- little more detailed than a TED talk, but really open and. You know, the sharing of ideas, I guess, is what it was all about. So, yeah, certainly succeeds in that goal. But I really do like those events, and I'm trying to get um, even more people here at AEP interested uh, in attending. So, I think we had a decent representation this time. I think we had six or seven people go. Maybe yeah. uh, I'd like to continue growing that number, just because it's pretty obvious what the benefits of attendance are. Yeah, for sure. Your team's been awesome in sharing and, you know, what are the, the presentations I love or, you know, here's a project, good or bad. Here's what happened. Here's how it went. <laughs> here's the result. Yeah. You know, you learn so much in those 50-minute presentations where they're just discussing a project and, and how they did it. It's great. Yeah, that's really what it's all about, right? I mean, everybody's had successes. Everybody's had failures. It's yeah. just talk about those things so that other people can can avoid the scraped knees and learn learn what's working for you and we can all get a get better as a result yeah there you go that's awesome so i I don't know if you know the whole committee uh you know the whole membership of the sdsic understands um the technology committee you know we're all volunteers and a lot of us get super busy at times and that's kind of what happened in the technology committee, uh, our former chair was extremely busy and couldn't keep up to everything. So we were 
kind of seeked out a replacement and uh, you were kind enough to step up and we were extremely happy that you stepped in to be the chair of the technology committee and uh, you kind of rescued everything. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I think it's still a work in progress and I, I definitely understand uh, <laughs> being too busy to, to put, put every, all your, all yourself into it. Uh, Cause it is a lot of work. Yeah. But it's it's so far it's been really rewarding for the two or three months that I've been uh, working as the chair of the committee. Well, I think the the whole community appreciates it, and I heard a lot of great feedback from uh, Nashville just in, in the sessions that you organized and the, the folks that you had come in and present. So uh, I think you're off to a great start. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, the the main goal that we had going into Nashville um, was to just kind of reset the committee um it had, it had fallen off a little bit in terms of attendance and uh so we wanted just to reinvigorate everybody and say okay the technology committee is here it exists here's what we're all about and please uh come and help be a part of rebuilding the committee essentially so we had pretty good attendance in our committee meeting that that kicked off our, our sessions Really what we talked about is, hey, what does everybody that's in the room want to learn about? Uh, what do you want to hear? What are you doing that you might be able to share uh, with the rest of us? And then we put a list of presentations and presenters together uh, through the end of this year. And so it was really awesome. People were throwing out ideas left and right, and then other people would raise their hands and saying, "Oh, yeah, I can present about that." Yeah, awesome. Really good two-way dialogue. And so, if you're interested in getting involved in the tech committee, seeing what we do, all that information is currently posted out there on the SDSIC Technology Committee website. There is a blog article uh, that I think I'm the author of that actually has. The presentations through the end of the year so you can actually see each month what it is we're going to be talking about oh that's great well yeah i think a lot of folks get confused that you know technology committee you know i'm, I'm not in technology but it goes back to kind of telling the story of the projects and i think there's a lot of folks that have an implementation story you know whether it's not so technical but how they implemented vault and you know, the pitfalls and benefits and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, those are all great things for the technology committee. Yeah. And as I said earlier, I'm a civil engineer by trade. Right. Uh, and uh, director of engineering by title. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm i not a technology guy, right? Uh, you know, I'm not an IT, uh, but I use right. technology every moment of every single day. And... Technology is nothing if you don't have the vision on how it's going to be used. Uh, so it's important to have a good mix of perspectives and people in the technology committee. So if you're sitting on the sidelines uh, thinking about joining the tech committee, but you're not going to because you're an engineer or designer or what have you, um, I would encourage you to give it a look or make sure somebody from your organization starts getting involved. Um, I, I think I had said in Nashville during my opening comments that what the technology committee does is the sexy stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of said that a little, little tongue in cheek, but it worked, uh, because yeah. what I was going for is to get people's attention mm. and get the dialogue started. And I had a lot of people come up to me in Nashville and say, Oh, so you guys do the sexy stuff. <laughs> and it got that conversation <laughs> going, but when you think about what all the other committees do, you know, it, they're presenting on all these really cool things that they're doing. Um, all the new functions that the software vendors have, or that people are figuring out how to do different, different things. Right. And, you know, I kind of got news for you. That's all fine and good, but you can never just flip the switch and poof, you're, you're doing all that cool stuff, right? You need yeah. the hardware, you need the software, you need the interfaces, you need the data structures, you need the discipline around the back end in order right. to make all that cool stuff happen. And that's really where the technology committee comes in is okay, how how do we best implement all these great ideas that the other committees uh, come up with? So maybe rather than saying we do the sexy stuff, I should have said like we're, we're the dream makers or something that you know, we take all ideas and help actually get them across the finish line uh so we we can help make right. these crazy ideas happen but we we can really only do that if we've got people with all those perspectives in the meeting and they're willing to share them and be active participants and, and join in on the dialogue now yeah, that's very well stated man that's yeah that's very true you know um kind of ernie barton from the uh, innovative solutions committee had mentioned he's going to be connecting with you guys because there's a lot of overlap and uh, you know as soon as we started talking about ai and machine learning and all this cool stuff we could do on the front end you know we hit barriers with hardware of course so it became a technology discussion as well you know what, what do i need to explain to my it group to get me a computer that could run this stuff <laughs> yeah we quickly yeah, hit you a, can't hit a one, one without the other <laughs> no <laughs> for sure well, that's, that's a great overview. So is there anything for the monthly calls? It sounds like you got lined up through the end of the year, so you don't really need more help there. Well, uh, the, the goal that I've thrown out there is to uh, roughly plan out the meetings a year in advance, right? So you can have an agenda posted out there or a or schedule posted out there so people know what topics might be of interest to them, and then they can plan their schedule around attending at one hour a month. Um, so we're not quite there yet. And we've also got some topics that were dreamed up at Nashville that don't have presenters yet. Um, that's why I, I would encourage people, if, if they're at all interested in the technology committee, go check out the technology committee website and go to the blog and view what we've got scheduled through the end of the year. And then also we've got the holding pen of potential topics out there that if, if you've experienced it, got experience in any of those topics and you'd like to be involved, uh, please throw your name out there as somebody that might be able to present one of those. And then it's also just a general call for ideas. So if you have other things that you want to hear about, um, put that in the blog and then we could talk about it in one of our upcoming meetings try to craft a topic and get a presenter for that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a really great idea for the other committees as well. Kind of set them up beforehand and try to get that agenda set for each monthly call. It's a great idea. 
Yeah. What we're, what we're aiming to do is have maybe half of the one hour, um, monthly call dedicated to the presentation mm-hmm. and that leaves time for other committee business and, uh, generating other ideas, uh, Q and a, uh, those types of things. So, um, we, we had our first uh, meeting with the new formats a couple of weeks ago. And it sounds like uh, what we did in Nashville worked. We had uh, uh, quite a few more people in attendance, and it seems like uh, the topic that was presented generated a lot of really good discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, that active participation that we're after. So I'm I'm pretty excited about the future of the committee. I think uh, so far so good. If you're interested in seeing what we're doing, I think we've got another committee meeting. Uh, and maybe I think it's three weeks from today, roughly. Yeah. Uh, middle of June. Yeah, that's perfect. And yeah, I think the, uh, you know, thanks to our, uh, the zoom sponsorship from, uh, empirical, we got these recorded every month as well. So none of this is lost. You know, we're keeping all the, the monthly calls, zoom video recordings, presentations, everything goes up on the website. So, you know, definitely. Nothing is lost if you don't have uh, 150 people on the call. It is uh, a lot of folks check it out after, you know, when they have time and, you know, when they want to join in. But uh, I think we're getting a really good kind of wealth of our own uh, Netflix streaming on, <laughs> on a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of tech presentations. So, yeah, just, uh, just so everyone keeps that in mind, they are recorded and they'll be up on the site for you guys as well. It's a great reminder, Trevor. So, Scott, let's uh, let's touch on what uh, AEP is up to these days and what exciting things you got going on that you could share with the STSIC members. Yeah, sure, Trevor. Um, so, uh, A- AEP, American Electric Power, uh, we're one of the biggest investor-owned utilities uh, in the country. And as such, um, we're investing really heavily right now in transmission. So, our, our budgets for the last few years and looking out in the future are in excess of $3 billion. Um, so there's a lot of work going on <laughs> and, and yeah, goes without saying. Uh, and I know a lot of the other utilities are in the same position, right? We're trying to build this new green electric future and that requires a lot of investment in wires to be the transmission distribution or substation. Right. Uh, so in, in order to execute all that work, uh, we, we don't have enough people internal to AEP to do that. So we partner very heavily with consulting engineers. Okay. And a lot of those consultants were at the SDSIC in Nashville, which was great to see. So as a result, you know, we've got all this investment happening. We, we partner with a lot of consultants. AEP goes one direction and drags a lot of people along with them. <laughs> right. Uh, and it, we also look at it as a two-way relationship. Right? We always ask our partners, what are we doing well? What can we improve on? How do we make this better? What ideas do they have uh, to gain efficiencies and whatnot? And uh, we see a lot of those consulting companies doing pretty innovative things. And we try to learn from that. Yeah. So the USDSIC is a really good example of that sharing and learning. Uh, between all these organizations and how we could benefit one another. Nice. Um, and in the past, we've we, AEP, we've presented um, some of the initiatives that we have ongoing in order to get more efficient so we can more efficiently execute that $3 billion portfolio per year. 
And the primary one that we've presented on is integrated design and construction or IDC. Okay. It's AEP's version of BIM, uh, building information modeling. And it's got some guiding principles associated with it. So what we really want to do is we want a smart model, a smart 3D model as a single source of truth. Mm. And we want to use that model throughout the assets lifecycle from, from planning, through construction, through servicing, and through the maintenance and the full lifecycle of the asset. Right. And we want to use that model to get early and active engagement of all of our stakeholders. So it's not just an engineering model, uh, but planners can use it, construction can use it, et cetera. And then once we have those two things, the model and that active engagement, we want to really be able to continuously collaborate throughout the entire project life cycle mm. and, and leverage all those visual technologies to communicate. So the models, the, the virtual reality, all, all these cool things that you're hearing about at the SDS, I see we want to use that so that everybody uh, can benefit from it. And if we, we firmly believe that if you can see it, you can make a better business decision. Yeah. If, if you're just talking in theory or about calculations, it's a little tougher for everybody, all the project stakeholders to really understand what it is the technical folks are talking about, the engineers are talking about. But if you can put it in a model, and have the conversation around the model um, that everybody can really participate. Yeah. So IDC is a really huge initiative that we have going on right now. And kind of coupled with that is our, our T-Nexus initiative. And we had presented this in yeah. spring 2021 virtual SDSIC. Right. And what, what our T-Nexus initiative is really all about is uniting the planning operations, engineering and maintenance network data models. Um, so a lot of the folks that might be listening to this from, from the utilities, you probably are shaking your head and saying, yeah, we've got the same problem. The planners use one model. The operations folks use a second model. The engineers use a third model and the maintenance folks use a different model. And it's all redundant information and it's not collaborated and tied together and causes a lot of extra rework and inefficiencies and quality control uh, problems as a result. So we're really trying to say, okay, everybody's going to use the same model, um, or at least the models will be interconnected with one another and we'll share the information throughout the whole organization for whatever purposes each group has. Uh, um, and so by doing these two major initiatives, we're really hoping to get more efficient on that investment for transmission and ultimately support our customers. We, we want to put as many things in service as possible to improve reliability for our customers without greatly impacting the rates and the bills that they pay. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And that, that makes me pretty excited to work for AEP because we're not, we're not just, standing still right uh you know the way that we've done things for the last hundred years isn't good enough for the next hundred years so we constantly look for innovation and, and we're willing to uh, pony up and dedicate resources and funds in order to really take big bites at our processes and change things up uh in support of our customers 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I, a lot of people came up to me in Nashville and said, uh, hey, did you see what AEB is doing? You know, <laughs> there's a, a lot of interest in uh, watching what your team is putting together for sure. Yeah, yeah, we we have a lot of side conversations when we're at these events about people. And it's great to see what other folks are doing too. I made a lot of really good connections in Nashville, even uh, even in my current role as as a transmission line uh, director. There weren't a whole lot of uh, presentations directly related to the line side of the business. A lot of it, you know, is focused on substations. But I'm, I met a couple people there that were very interested in what what we're doing on the transmission line side of the house um so just being able to learn uh meet make connections with others and, and uh, you know have follow-up conversations with them that, that's a big part of why we go to these. oh yeah for sure it's been a common theme too right it's so much easier to reach out to somebody you know via email or you know text them or whatever once you've met them face to face i think it's uh a lot of our members are probably introverts on the engineering side of things, and they a lot easier after you've met somebody to just fire off an email and ask some questions. I can definitely relate to that introversion. <laughs> <laughs> that that is me. <laughs> you can almost see people just shudder when you ask them if they want to present in person, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, there's, there's only one way to get over that fear, and that's uh, to get up there and present, right? Practice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that's cool. So you mentioned that excites you. You know, you do a lot of work. I know you're super busy, and yet you stepped up as well to chair this committee for us, and we really appreciate it. And where do you get all that motivation from? Like, what motivates you the most in your current role? Uh, I, I always approach every day. I just try to make things a little better each day. Mm. Um, as, as a director, you know, you, you have a, a pretty big influence. You I've got, you know, a bunch of people that report up through me and I know that they have a lot of challenges on their day-to-day -day tasks. We ask a lot of our staff and it's, it's difficult to do everything that we ask of people. Um, so I want to make sure that I understand those challenges and constantly look for ways to make things better and things don't get better overnight. You got to eat the elephant one bite at a time and find just little victories here and there. Mm. Uh, but over time, those things add up. So when I was approached to potentially take over the committee chairmanship for the tech committee. I looked at it as just one of those small things that I could do to help make a difference for people and, and get more efficiencies and make things a little bit easier for folks. And if that eats up a couple hours of my time each week to, to make sure that the committee is as healthy as possible. I, I think that's an investment that's well worth it. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. Well said, you know, we've, we've all been through so much through this and yeah, you talk about asking a lot of people, I think this whole pandemic experience certainly put a workload on folks that had to become their own IT people at home and, you know, trying to, trying to get set up with a home office and keep things moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely had its, its pros and cons. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, 
Well, one thing that we found pretty interesting at AEP is people worked more during the pandemic just because they didn't have to drive into the office. So mm-hmm. they would basically take that time they were driving and they'd work more. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's maybe maybe great from a, a short-term viewpoint. Hey, you're getting more work out of people, but eventually it grinds people down. Right. So it's just kind of constantly got to be understanding the current state of things and, and adjusting however it's needed. Ah, uh, there you go, right? You kind of miss that decompression of driving home from the office. So you get to <laughs> think about work and put it behind you and get home. Yeah, crank your windows down and your volume on your radio up and uh, blow off some steam. Yeah, that was gone. You just leave your desk and go into the kitchen. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hey, we all appreciate it, Scott. It, you know, yourself, and uh, you know your co-chair Jason Philpot for uh, keeping things moving. You guys are really pushing the committee forward. So you know your monthly call, uh, third week of the month, uh, third Wednesday of the month, uh, eleven to twelve noon Eastern. So folks can check that out. And uh, really appreciate you for doing this today, man. It was really great to get you on. I know you're really busy. I tried to get you for quite a few weeks now. So <laughs> I really appreciate it, Scott. Hey, no problem, Trevor. It was uh, fun catching up with you again. And uh, please let me uh, know how else I could be of assistance to you, sir. Uh, thank you, man. It's uh, great to have you on board. And uh, please keep it up. Stay motivated for us. I love it. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Take care. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to the Power Up Podcast today. If you enjoyed this conversation and you're not yet a member of the SDSIC, join for free at sdsconsortium.com. Be part of the community and all these great conversations. And maybe you'll be the next guest on the Power Up Podcast. Power Up.